Okay, here we are at OhioCon, once again, 2010, OhioCon 10, for our Take 2 interview. Take 2! With Jerry Jewell. Hi, everybody. Voice actor supreme. Supreme! <laughs> worship me. Don't worship me, please. So, once again, yes. tell us about yourself. Well, you know, uh, I like long walks on the beach, and... Um, <laughs> No, I'm 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 your average guy voice actor. M- much more of an average guy than a voice actor. Uh, I, it's hard for me to consider myself an actor at all most of the time. I just I'm just here to have fun. So what are the um, so what are some of the uh, your voice actor? I am uh, a voice actor. with with Funimation. With Funimation. Fun uh, so what are the roles that you've been doing? The roles that I've been doing. Let's see. I know that there was. Uh, um, Claire Stanfield is a recent one that I really enjoyed and I'm going to say it again I said it in the first interview and I'll say it now it's Bacchanal folks go buy it or borrow it or something it's a really good show you should see it I did well in that one it's one of the few that I watch and I go huh I'm not too bad um, Cashier and Sins I've been working on I'm the, I'm the evil guy in that and uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood will be coming out before too long. Right. Um, and I'm coming back as Barry the Chopper. Yes. So we said before, we have a friend of ours named Barry who hates the fact that there was another Barry in anime. Yes. He's very proud of being a Barry. And so to see a, a mass murderer as a as another Barry, he's right. always, he always is sad when he sees that character. Oh, well. Although I guess he's <laughs> a little more screen time as Barry in this new one. He's a little more of a... Yeah, a little, a little bit more. Um, but, but again... Um, uh, he, he's, you know, he's still crazy, Defin- right. definitely crazy, but mostly there to be laughed at in the right. series, and uh, I like that, you know, crazy funny. <laughs> so what what have been some of your most favorite, not your most favorite, but some of your favorite roles that you've Some done? of my favorite roles. Um, uh, of course, Kyosoma. That's, I, I could go to conventions for the rest of my life just having done that one part. Uh, so that's a big one for me. Uh, Jimmy Kudo in Case Closed, uh, another big one for me, just because of, uh, well, the popularity and because we did so many episodes. Um, of course, Barry the Chopper was a good one. A- again, he's not that big of a part of, of Full Metal, but he's memorable. He is a memorable character. Right. And it just kind of shows up. Uh, Happiness Bunny and Shinchan. Uh, same thing. He's not a not a big character, but the couple times he shows up, very memorable. Um, I tend I tend to uh, get parts like that that they they're not necessarily the main characters, right? Uh, but but they're important characters and they're fun characters. I, uh, Tyra in Beck. I should have mentioned that earlier. That that's been a, a really good one. Uh, and people automatically lump me in because he's part of the band. Right. They're like, oh, I love Beck and everything. It's like, I, I probably had less lines than any other member of the band. But it's a cool character. So, <laughs> did you, I know since you're in a band, did you ever watch Beck? Or? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it's, that, was, that was one of the most unique experiences recording anime that I've had. Uh, and it, it was because... It was more like real life. It's the closest to to normal uh, normal acting that I right. think I've I've done since I've been at Funimation. Um, 
you know, these are just normal guys that are in a band, and we got to use our, our normal voices and speak naturally, no wackiness involved. Right. So that's part of what makes it a really good show. Now, unfortunately, I've not seen the dub of that one yet, but... You should see it. Do, do y'all do as just as bad, horrible, ingrishy cursing no. in the first episode? <laughs> we do the real deal. Okay. <laughs> Pure American cursing. <laughs> nice. Yes, I like it. So do you ever watch the like Japanese versions of the stuff that you dub, either before or after the fact? Um, both. Uh... I, I like to see what I've done afterwards. Um, usually, just once. I don't. I don't. It's hard for me to listen to my own voice. Uh, it sounds funny to me. <laughs> I don't mind doing it, and I and uh, I don't know. It never sounds like me to me. And you right. know, it's it's all because of the resonance in your head and all yeah. that stuff. To me, my voice sounds wonderful. And then I listen to it recorded, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's killing me. Um, and, and as far as before, we get to watch uh, almost everything that we record. We, we watch it in Japanese before we record it. So, you know, we can get the, the mouth movements and, and the basic mood and, and to match the voice if we have to. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've seen quite a bit before and after. So while you're doing a voice acting gig, you like, or before or after or something, has inspiration ever struck it does. Uh, it's it strikes and sometimes it it works and sometimes it fails. Sometimes you think you you've got this. Uh, you think you have some insight into the character, and that's usually what snaps. You're like, right. oh, I completely see where this guy's coming from now. And so you'll modify what you do just slightly, but but ultimately, uh, it's going to be the direction that the di- the director wants to go. It, first and foremost, as an actor, your job is to do what the director wants you to do uh, and do it the way they want you to do it. So, um, most of the time, most of the time, I think I've been doing it long enough now that that they trust me a little bit more with with my natural instincts and and you know, there's a little bit of doctoring here and there and things they want to change, but that's that's what they do and. You know, as a, as an actor, you have to respect that. So, ultimately, it's, it it goes with the director. Okay. Okay. So have you um, ever done anything special to get ready for a role? Like, say, come in, dress in a suit of armor, or douse yourself in blood? (laughs) No. No, no. (laughs) Um, Sometimes there... If you you are familiar with the character and you know what you're going into, uh, there is sort of a mental psych-up that I've gone through before. Uh, Bacchano being Mm -hmm. a big one, speaking of smearing myself with blood. Right. Uh, I... Probably the entire day that I know I'm going to go in to record, I'm trying to get in, into that mental place of, of I know I'm going to be doing this, and, and okay, this character was, was this particular way, and okay, i got to get in the evil, <laughs> you know. 
So how did you get into the mindset of, say, like, Rail Tracer? Uh, you, know, you know, it's kind of, this is going to sound terrible, but it's true. You, you, you kind of have to think psychopathically. It's, it's uh, along the lines of, you know, walk around and look at people and realize that all of those people, you, you may be hired to kill all of those people one day. And, and to be able to put yourself mentally right with that, be like, okay, you know, and, and then beyond that, to get the joy out of it. That's the great part, is to, is to psych yourself up for the joy of right. killing people, how you're going to do it, and how much pain you're going to inflict. That, you know, it's, right. it's twisted, it's really twisted. And of course, you can't go through real life being that way. Right. But, but for the character, it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> to step into that and go, hmm, that one, I would sever his tendons first. And <laughs> it's, it's fun. What's been your most difficult role that you've done so far? Um, I think I'm going to stick with the answer I gave you last time, right. which was uh, the first time I did Barry the Chopper. And, and it's, he's a weird character. Um, starts out as a, as a cross-dresser. That's how you're introduced to Barry the right. Chopper, is, is there's what appears to be a woman, uh, almost speaking with a woman's voice, and then... All of a sudden, you find out that it's this crazy person with an ice cream truck that likes to knock children out and take them to his butcher shop, and you know, uh, and he starts off creepy, but then changes to essentially comic relief for for the rest of of his time there. Uh, so to go from creepy to funny. <laughs> did they let you know about the change in character, or did you have to find out as it was going on? Um, I found out as it was going on. Um, Mike Mike McFarlane, really, he was really good with that, in that sense of, of uh, he went more for the crazy than anything else. So, um, he wanted he wanted crazy, crazy no matter what, and that was, that was the point, was for him to be out of his mind crazy. Right. Um, but the yeah the comic relief part that just kind of dawned on me while I was doing it I was like oh he's not the creepy guy anymore now he's there for you to laugh at okay well I get it now what's in the easiest role for you just to slip into uh, you know the easiest role I don't think you asked me that question last time but that's a good question <laughs> um, the easiest role um, you know probably something like uh, I didn't even bring this up last last time. Shuffle. Uh, Rin Tsuchimi in Shuffle was was really easy for me to step into because he's just a normal guy. And I got to use my normal voice and, you know, no frills or anything. It was was just the emotion, Um, (laughs) which I know a lot of people are going to hear that and go... Uh, emotion is not the word that comes to mind when you mention that show, and I understand that, but uh, like a lot of anime shows, you know, it, it's wacky fun, wacky fun, drama, 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 emotion, happy ending, right. um, and that 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 show very much follows that formula. But that was that was fairly easy for me to step into. I was very comfortable in that role. Do you ever watch any like say anime that's like that you don't work on or just for fun? I do uh, occasionally. Um, Justin Cook introduced me to Cowboy Bebop, and that's a really good show. <laughs> uh, and of course, the stuff that Funimation does uh, 
from time to time, you know, I've got a, I have a nine-year-old son, so, mm-hmm. so every now and then somebody will slip me some DVDs to bring home, and, and uh, he watches it all at home, so I kind of get stuck watching it as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen quite a bit. So what's the worst kid's show you've been forced to watch? The worst kid's show I've been forced to watch? Just any kid's show any in kid's general? Any show in general. Oh, goodness. Um... I am not a fan of of Hotel for Dogs, and I know people are going to hate that, but that show annoys me. <laughs> it's just too too sappy. Um, it's hard to watch most children's shows for me. It really is, uh, and it really depends on the message and what they're doing. Um, but a lot of kids' shows really have no direction, and right. they they just play on base emotions and. Sometimes I don't think that's fair. Uh, I I understand, I guess, why they do it. Uh, I mean, you know, my my generation. I don't know many people that didn't cry at ET. Right. But <laughs> but but there was a lot more to that movie. It was a deeper right. movie. It had. Um, but but some of the things that are out now that that just play on the emotions of children. I don't care for that. Do you ever take your um the lines or phrases or voices you use for other characters in anime to annoy other guests at conventions no <laughs> not really um but uh we do we do sometimes around the studio bring up old old voices and whatnot it, for me it's jimmy kudo everyone yeah. recognizes me as as jimmy kudo and um uh actually there uh some of them actually call me jfk sometimes which is jimmy F and Kudo. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a studio thing only. But um, you know, they'll sometimes they'll they'll kind of mess with me and go, sounds like Jimmy Kudo. It, well, of course it does. It's me. Uh, and I sound like Jimmy Kudo. It, I right. did Jimmy Kudo. <laughs> but yeah, it's the why didn't I see it before? That's the line that gets thrown around. So how do you do how do you kick back and just relax? Um I I like to spend time alone in my house, uh, playing piano, um, playing guitar, um, pacing around, smoking, uh, sometimes drinking, you know, things I don't recommend to everyone, but it works for me. That's how I relax. Oh, and music. Music, just whatever, musical. I There has to be music. So you're in a band. I am in a band. Uh, I'm in a band with... Uh, Justin Cook and and uh, Aaron Disbuke's dad, you guys. Um, name of the band is the Peach Truck Republic. Uh, sort of a southern rock uh, jam band kind of thing. Uh, Grateful Dead, Almond Brothers, Mishmash. We do covers, but mostly mostly originals. Um, and I'm the bass player in the band and the uh, the harmony guy. I, I put harmonies to everything. Do you have a website for this? We or? do. Um, peachtruck.com. Check it out, you guys. So what's your favorite part about being a guest at AnimeCon? And, and what's your favorite part of AnimeCon just in general? Um, I'm, I'm always amazed at how people treat me at, at anime conventions. They... Uh, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it because I don't think of myself as, as either an actor, really, or a celebrity of any kind. Uh, so to see people uh, 
that want my autograph or want to talk to me or give me a hug. It's really neat. Uh, I love it, but I, it's hard for me to understand. <laughs> I, the whole, I don't know. There, there is no other human being that I can stand across from that, that I don't think of as another human being. Right. <laughs> so for them to put me in this place that, that is different than them is, is oh. completely odd for me. So do you ever get crazy fans? You always are going to get crazy fans. Um, I haven't had any uh, this time around at, at OhioCon, uh, which is nice. It's nice when you don't get crazy fans. But generally there's, you know, one or two just about everywhere you go. Uh, who's, been the, who's been the craziest? Oh. It's like your worst story that you're allowed to say. Um, well, you know, probably for me... Just a couple times of people that follow you everywhere you go. I mean, I mean to the point of the convention's over, over, uh, possibly by a day, and they see you in the hotel and they literally walk over to you and don't leave your side. Um, that's tough because uh, you don't you don't want to offend them or, or right. make them angry, push them away. You don't want to make them think that you don't appreciate that that they like you. But it, it's one of those things where everyone kind of needs their time. <laughs> everyone needs their space. Right. So, it, previously, in the previous version of this interview, you said you were actually, um, you got to be the clown at Eric Desiree's birthday party. A long time ago, I, I was, yes. So, were you, were you friends with him before you got into the whole world um, stuff? Or it, was, it? it was sort of uh, through the band. Uh, okay. the, the reason Justin and I moved to Texas was to be in the band. Okay. Because, uh, oh, I guess I should mention that. Um, uh, Aaron is uh, Justin's cousin. They're cousins. Um, well, I guess that technically Wes and Justin are cousins. Right. And Aaron is, uh, I guess, you know, second cousin, something like that. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, it, uh, and I, I even made little, uh, little, Pokemon decorations because he was really into oh, nice. Pokemon back then, and so oh, really? could, they could throw the bean bags at him and whatnot. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask how one could get into the voice acting industry because that's stupid. But how did you get into what your gig? Uh, very much right place, right time, sort of knew the right people kind of thing. Uh, Justin at the time was working with Chris Sabat uh, on some of the early stuff. Mm -hmm. um, for Funimation, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z was pretty much established already, but they were they were working on some Dragon Ball and, right. and uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and Blue Gender and, and that sort of stuff. And uh, 
there there came a weekend when they needed some voices done, and uh, I guess they had sort of exhausted the the normal cast that they that they kind of had to, to deal with. And Justin knew that I had an acting background because right. uh, we'd known each other for a long time, and uh, so he called me and asked me if I'd like to do it. I I went down and tried it. Um, Chris Sabat uh, gave me the confidence to believe that I could I could do more, and. Uh, I've been trying out for things ever since, right. and hopefully never will stop. <laughs> well, the green room is getting all like hot and ready for like some awesome lunch action. So Heck yeah! So we're gonna go ahead and finish off with the awesome five. Awesome five. What is your favorite candy or sweet? Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna have to say chocolate, but I don't 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 bring me chocolate. If you hear this and you come to a convention where I am or something, please do not bring me chocolate. I don't want to be faced with having the chocolate because I will eat it. All. All of it. If you were stuck on a desert island and had to choose three tools to ensure survival, what would they be? Um, I'm, I'm still going to have to stick with the, uh, the something sharp, something I could fashion into a, right. a blade or knife or something. I, I feel that would be imperative to life on an island. Right. Um, uh, and I'm still going to have to stick with, I would make some sort of musical instrument, maybe just a drum right. or, <laughs> or something, but I would need something. Uh, and um, let's see, survival. We're talking survival here. Nope, still going to have to go. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, poke a hole in a tree or something. I <laughs> That's all I'm saying, folks. What project that you've worked on would most benefit by the inclusion of giant robots? Case closed would be awesome with giant robots. And some say that you can judge a society by the monsters that they create. What would your monster be? I'm sticking with this one too. My monster would be one that could get into your head and reflect to you how others view you, uh, so so you could have a better idea of yourself, and uh, and 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 by that see be able to see who you really want to be as op- as opposed to who you probably are. Right. <laughs> how many awesomes out of awesome are you? <laughs> Uh, I'm tempted to up it this time because it's the second time, but I really don't feel any differently about it. It's really hard for me to say that I'm even one awesome, but but still, I'll I'll say one and a half. One and a half awesomes. Okay, out of awesome. Now, finally, for the messages to the Weeboo Nation out there, what message would you like to leave them? Um, Enjoy life. uh, Enjoy each other. Try not to be too judgmental, and uh, realize that this is the the one time we get around this, folks. It's a beautiful life if you let it be, and um, be kind to each other. That's it. Thank you very much for sticking around for a second time. Absolutely. And hopefully this file is safe correctly. It looks like it's doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Mm-hmm.